All right, guys, well, welcome to another episode of Millennials in Ministry. I'm your host, Aaron V. Lashley, and I am more than privileged to have on the show with us the Henrys. Um, they are YouTubers, parents of the famous Chocolate Babies. They have their own podcast called the How Married Are You podcast, and they're doing all types of stuff. Uh, Glenn even has a belief in fatherhood on YouTube, and he's doing really well with that. And so, guys, just thank you so much for being on the show. No problem. Yeah, absolutely. So first questions out, um, for those who may not know anything about you, can you just give us a little recap as to how you guys met and got together and then decided to do YouTubing full time? I know that's probably a really long story, but the short version, I guess, of that. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we met um, at my the college I attended. He was a DJ. Mm -hmm. um, and actually him DJing is kind of how we stayed in touch and got and like ended up dating again. Mm -hmm. That's well, very for the first time. We never dated before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for the first time. It's very okay. version. Yeah. Then we got married, mm -hmm. <laughs> had kids and Glenn became a stay at home parent. I was a rapper struggling, like didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Creative. Was yeah. working jobs I hated in order to bring home money, that type of situation. Mm -hmm. And yeah. she was a breadwinner, math teacher, uh, you know, scholar of sorts who loved <laughs> extracurricular activities with kids. And uh, we figured out that if I stayed home, then we can make just about the same money because childcare was really expensive. So I'm I started being sure. a I started being a stay-at-home dad, and then um, throughout that, I was realizing how complicated and difficult it was and how there was so much no one ever told me, and I decided to kind of share my story on Instagram, and then YouTube became the main platform where I distribute my content, mm -hmm. um, and I've, we've been doing that for almost four years. That's awesome, and I love what you guys do. I, uh, You know, it's funny. I never even thought I wasn't like trying to find you guys. I just kind of stumbled across you because I watched Gary Vee a lot. And then, you know, I didn't even see your real picture, Glenn. I just saw your little icon on the Ask Gary Vee show. I'm like, I like the way he's answering these questions. Let me look him up. And then I'm like, oh, this is dope. And then I'm like, they have a podcast. This is amazing. Wow. And I watched, you know, like every episode and I've, I'm pretty much all caught up on all of your How Married Are You podcasts yeah. and love it. Like, I really love what you guys do. And I just love, you know, your people of faith. You know, you love black culture, obviously, and you love to raise your kids in, in a godly way. And, um, you know, homeschooling your children. I was homeschooled. So I feel like yeah. I just feel connected to you guys in a really weird way. But yeah. I just love watching you, which is really, really cool. Um, but the last episode I really enjoyed it personally. And like, I know, you know, I read a lot of the comments on the, last, on the last post, but I will be honest with you. The reason why I enjoyed it so much, because I grew up in a very um, Christian home, healthy parents, healthy relationship and everything, but I never saw them resolve conflict um, without being, without it being behind closed doors. You know what I'm saying? So even as like a Christian young woman, I still in my mind subconsciously don't know how to, resolve conflict like that. So I avoid conflict because I think subconsciously, I don't know how to resolve it. Mm -hmm. So I just want to ask you guys, you know, and, and from your perspective and what you've been through, and even if you guys shout out to those watching online too. Um, thank you for being with us live. But what advice would you give to people who struggle with that? Like I do at times where you're like, you avoid the conflict in relationship, even though it's necessary. What do you advise for us? 
I don't know. I feel like if it's a relationship worth fighting for, um, then you definitely would have to speak up. My mom calls them courageous conversations. There's mm -hmm. some courageous conversations you can't avoid. But I feel like, um, like for me, I don't want to end up in a marriage where like the kids have left and it's just the two of us. And then we realize we don't even like each other or enjoy mm -hmm. each other's company. And so there are certain things that we can't let fester in order that like when that time does come or even just now we can be friends and enjoy you know the relationship that is us because there before there was the kids there was us and we you know and so yeah. after the kids are gone it's still going to be us and so you yeah. just want that but there are some mm -hmm. i'm not going to front there are some relationships where i will avoid conflict or i just will kind of let things fade away because I don't really care as much about the relationship. I'm not as invested. But if it's a yeah. relationship versus investing in, then I think that those types of conversations are necessary and worth having. Mm -hmm. um, so have them, <laughs> is what I would say. <laughs> um, I think one thing, I don't know what he has to say, but I think one thing <laughs> I will <laughs> One thing that I will say that I realized about um, even just watching that podcast, because of course, I'm actually really glad we recorded it because now I can yeah. go back and like re-listen and stuff. So sure. anyway, but I realized that the you way- Get mad all over <laughs> the way um, The way we process things, he processes mm -hmm. verbally and I process via writing. And so um, I think it's important to know that about yourself before entering into those types of conversations because sometimes you may just need to write it out and then read it to the person or, you know, like there's just different yeah. ways of dealing or approaching the situation, but I don't know. What would you say, babe? I would say that I understand why it's necessary to have courageous conversations or discuss things that are difficult um, because it ultimately leads to growth. Mm -hmm. um, and I talked about like at the end of the podcast, we talked about suffering in silence and how I was more inclined. I just don't want to like, sometimes like it's either like I fight for, for this conversation and to have this conversation over and over and over again, but yeah. I don't feel like fighting. Like, I don't want to have to fight at work, have to fight with the kids, have to fight, and then have to fight with my wife. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so mm -hmm. it feels like I'm always, like, fighting for something. And I understand why eventually men just become mute and quiet, and they just mm -hmm. decide, happy wife, happy life. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think it's isolated to men. I think it's just isolated to that personality style. All right, whatever. <laughs> because yeah, I do, I do I, there, there are, are women, some women there, there who women just who will become that. mute as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. And uh, somebody said in the comments, um, they just appreciated how you guys in the podcast listened to each other and respected each other's way of processing without letting emotions become the best of you. And I think that's what really encouraged me too is like oh wow this is actually possible to have without it ending terribly you know so thank you guys for just being vulnerable because i know it probably wasn't easy but it did it has helped a lot of people and it really did help me a lot so i appreciate that well um, you can't really you can't really get emotional and 
why you're recording yourself because it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like accountability like, so it's like that. yeah i do i will say we had the we had started the conversation earlier that day and i feel like it mm -hmm. ended the same way it like happened the yeah same way. the exact same way like yeah. we didn't yeah. that's and i feel like that's kind of how yeah we that's, how we do. that's how we are yeah <laughs> like yeah right and I think that was really cool that it wasn't necessarily that case. it was... He's going to go check on the case. Oh, okay. No problem. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ask keep going. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. No problem. Um, but I think that's what I enjoyed most about it is that it wasn't like you guys had... A, uh, it didn't like have... It wasn't like it was resolved at the end. Yeah. It was just that you guys were both heard yeah. and respected. And I think that that is admirable for sure. And it's um, still not resolved. Still not resolved. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case anybody was wondering. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're figuring it out. And I think that's, that's, I think the beauty of relationships though is that, you know, sometimes I feel like I have to have an answer after figure it out in order for it to be healthy. But I think if the conversations just had, and the fact that I would be willing to be courageous, you know what I mean? This just keeps me in a healthy, a healthy vein. But I also want to ask you guys just about developing creativity. So when you have a spouse that's really creative or maybe more creative than you, or maybe you're both creative or you're just, you know, I myself am single, but even in friendships or family relationships, how do you encourage the development of creativity in a relationship? Why are you looking at me? Because I, f I, you're the creative. Well, I feel like you are creative, but you have not yet, like you shun it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really know if I'm, I don't know how to develop it in you when I'm just kind of embracing it for myself as like, you know, like this is what I can actually make money off my creativity. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's like, it was always a freedom, but now it's more of a liberty. Like, no, I have to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I wonder how you would say you de help me develop creativity. Like, I just feel like you give me time and space. Mm -hmm. to be creative um yeah i feel like there's like this element of time and space but there are also some boundaries that were set in place for that like um when we first got married glenn was actively pursuing being a rapper um mm -hmm. and i feel like i was supportive of that right no mm -hmm. help uh, <laughs> no. I was supportive. It was kind of like it was like I was supportive. <laughs> Good for you. Enough. No, no. I was supportive enough, but there were definitely like I was like, okay, babe. You didn't believe in it. It wasn't real. It wasn't real. Like you didn't believe in it. But I allowed you to pursue it up to a certain point where it's like, okay, like is yeah. So that's not belief. It? That's permission. <laughs> that's how. Am I answering the question? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> The question is, how do you encourage the development of creativity in a relationship? So I gave you permission, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> well, th there was a lot. I mean, I think that that's something we're still trying to figure out. I, we, I think mm -hmm. we kind of figured it out somewhat. But during that time, I feel like it was like, hey, you're I know you want to rap, but man, you would be a great DJ. And you and she would like try to convince me to like get wedding clients, but I hated DJing. Like I hated. It. Really? And so she would try to like, like just a little. You're so close. Just a little bit move. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The I, thing about him is that like he's a jack of all trades. 
So hmm. he can cut hair. He can DJ. He can um, he can create videos. He can rap. He can. There's just so many different yeah. things he could do. He's very good at teaching, at speaking, hmm. and whatever. And so a lot of times I would just like I was trying to help him figure it out because he didn't have it figured out. Mm -hmm. So I was just yeah. throwing out like, ideas out there. It wasn't that I was saying you have to do this or you have to do that. I was more mm -hmm. so, I would have probably, I can say that what I was trying to do was help him really find himself and find something that he could like stick with and be passionate about. Like I mm -hmm. had with the field of education. So yeah. um, I don't know. I feel like, I still feel like I was, I still feel like I did a good job. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> you did. Take ownership of that. Come on now. <laughs> you, did, you did do a good job, but I do think it was very, it was like, it was very sensitive because I was, though I wasn't, I don't know, if, I was passionate about music and I was good and at it. And you're still passionate about music. Yeah, still like passionate and good at it, but I, <laughs> but I don't, I knew I didn't belong there. She knew that. But it, she could never have said that in the right context. She could have never said yeah. that correctly. She could have never been like, sure. you know what? I don't think you're going to be doing this in the next. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, <laughs> oh, what do you mean? Like these bars? Yeah. Are you not hearing the way these? You know what I mean? Like, not taking Yeah. Part. So there's a degree of, um, what was the word I was going to say? There's a degree of patience that's required in order to mm. allow the creative to figure out, you know, how they're going to actually bring their creativity into fruition. Um, for mm -hmm. us, we needed, like if he was going to be doing these types of things, we needed it to be such that it was providing us with some kind of financial Monster stability. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so um, like he was always, he's always been able, to, I feel like to foster his creativity, but there was also this element of you need, you need to have a job or you need yeah. something but and it wasn't just her saying that like i wanted yes. to bring home money like yes. i did not want sure. to yeah. just be out here like doing nothing yeah right especially when i found that we had bills you know what i'm saying like <laughs> right. like big bills. things you have to pay for <laughs> large bills understood but whatever okay yeah so what about what about when you're trying to maybe help a spouse or even a child? I don't know. I mean, I know you guys have young kids, but have you seen glimpses of gifts that they might have? And how do you encourage someone, uh, a friend or a spouse or even a child to identify what their gifts are when they themselves maybe necessarily don't see it? Or maybe you don't even know what it is, but you're just trying to help them see what are my gifts? Like, what am I good at? How do you do that in a relationship? I feel like you need to like just show how um, you need to give people like expose them to things. So mm -hmm. if you may have a connection or a relationship that some person can gain some insight from or a possibility to do an internship at a place that, you know, would be uh, helpful, helpful for them. Um, yeah. Or, um, like, I think some people need those, those, that proof to bring it out of them. Other people, I believe, just need time and space like you're like theo needs to be exposed to art in order mm -hmm. to like think that he can do it um he was watching uh the new uh spider-man movie into the spider-verse and the opening mm -hmm. scene miles morales is drawing on his like pad you know what i'm saying and kind of mm -hmm. listening to music and so now Theo walks around with a little pad and just is kind of. Like, <laughs> I didn't even tie that into just now. Yeah, and so wow. 
Um, but Uriah, he goes off and just does creative things mm -hmm. all the time. And so mm -hmm. it's like, you know, he was like, I need tape, a rubber band, and uh, <laughs> yeah, popsicle sticks. And he comes back and say, I made it. And and he comes back with this thing, and it's very different. But I'm like, man, I could tell there was some sort of creativity there. Mm -hmm. And so giving them the space and the freedom to do that. And that's one of the things we hope to be able to do soon is provide them with space that would allow mm -hmm. them to be able to, mm -hmm. you know, get dirty and, like, paint on the walls or whatever that looks yeah. like for them so that they can have that creative expression which i think you know growing up in strict black homes it's like mm -hmm. run don't draw on the walls don't do this don't do that yeah like man like you end up like stifling all this possible creativity sure some 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 places though mm -hmm. would you have anything else to add to that event no i i i'd say ditto i definitely yeah. agree with exposure uh mm -hmm. Because sometimes, yeah, I don't think I got enough exposure as a little, as a younger person, as far as things that I could do. But yeah. No, that's good. So I want to ask you guys, uh, this will be the second to last question here, but why did you start the How Married Are You podcast? And what are some things coming up this year that we can look forward to with it? <laughs> Besides the last episode not being the last episode. <laughs> Um, we started it. So originally I had an idea that we should do like a book club. Um, like, and it was supposed to be like a spinoff of belief in fatherhood, like a book club. We'd read a book and we'd invite our followers to kind of read it with us. And then we would do like a live IG something or whatever to okay. kind of discuss it. Um, and we had chosen a book, but we never actually started reading it. <laughs> and then... You know, it just came, it just kind of became this thing where we kept saying, we got to do this, we got to do this. And I was like, let's just yeah. sit down and talk. And then, but the way we got the name is because my husband and his humor um, <laughs> would often put me on blast on Instagram stories. <laughs> and he, 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 I don't even know the type of stuff he posts, but he posts something and he goes, how married are you? Yeah. Yada, 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 yada. And then it just kind of became a thing. So then when That's we started cool. the um when we started the podcast, we just sat down and talked and we we're like, let's just call it How Married Are You? No, we asked the we asked the supporters. Oh, we asked the and patrons. they said I think Sheree, oh, okay. are you the I one? I think Sheree. Sheree's in here and I think she was like, Y'all should just name it How Married Are You? <laughs> I think that's Sheree, Sheree Wilson who's in here. And then um but it was before that that we were hang we were talking to uh Cakes by Carrie. Oh, uh, Bakes by Bakes by Carrie. I think. Right. And so John and John Pendleton, I think his name is. And so we 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 sat down in the IG live just like this and we just talked and it was so easy. I was like, man, we should do that. And so because yeah. I have so much equipment here from music anyway, it's kind of like let's just try and see what yeah. happens. Um and that's, that's kind of where it started. But I was always thinking like we need a way to make to supplement income and we need another outlet to and yeah. I knew that you know the the mission for belief in fatherhood is equip fathers give hope to mothers and inspire children and so I knew that I was doing the first two but I wasn't really honing in on the female audience like that and so how many already gives like much love and appreciation to the female audience who yeah. um I speak I'm like I speak I guess from more of a male perspective all the time you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. and 
Um, I think Yvette needed to be invited in a little bit more with belief and fatherhood. And so how married are you? is kind of like her thing, you know, that's what yeah. I, and so you were rebut rebuttal. Mm -mm. Okay. <laughs> Natural 008. She says, I love the way that you guys communicate. I second that you guys are great. It's just fun to like listen to your conversations. I watch it on YouTube because I like to watch people communicate mm -hmm. and I just sit there and I feel like I'm right there. So I just, I love the way it's set up for sure. And yeah, it's Cherise Wilson who's on here. The real one, I guess. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Thank you. But, um, so the Millennials in Ministry podcast, I started it because I wanted it to be a podcast for millennials who want to make an impact in their community. So this is a question I ask all of my guests. What's one piece of advice that you would give to other millennials who are wanting to make an impact? I would say just be yourself. Um, I feel like even myself, like, I will see other people doing things similar to us. And there's this whole thing of like comparison where I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, they're doing it way better than us. Or I wish I was as intelligent as that person or, or whatever. And yeah. um, lately I've just been encouraged to just be myself because obviously there are people that um, relate to me and mm -hmm. who need to hear my voice specifically. And so yeah. I just kind of, I'm just, I'm feeling more confident in my voice because I just know that there, I, there, I'm here for somebody and the Lord yeah. can give me this voice to have it shut up. And your voice may not be like an actual vocal voice. It could be drawing, it could be writing, it could be making videos, making illustrations or whatever. Yeah. But, um, I would just say, stay true to yourself and avoid comparison. I actually recently listened to this podcast and she was talking about um, influence versus inspiration. Oh, I'm probably about to butcher her whole message, but what I took <laughs> away from it is that there are people who inspire us, right? And yeah. she defined the word inspiration. I don't even remember what the word inspiration was, but there are people who inspire us and um, we like will follow them or whatever. But then there comes this point where it's like, are you trying to be them or whatever? Mm. But inspiration is more so like a trigger for your own creativity mm. or your own whatever it is that you have going on. And that's something that we have to be careful of when we are finding ourselves inspired or influenced by people. And so... Um, I don't know. I just, that's what I would say. Yeah, I would say authenticity, like like Yvette just said, like just to piggyback on that, like when people talk about what they like about what we do, it's always the fact that it's authentic. And so that's kind of like, that's the real thing that we, that, that's who we are. Mm -hmm. So the fact yeah. that we are, what sets us apart is being who we are. That means there's a lot of other people who are not who they really are, you know, and people yeah. can through it. And so the value of just being real and yourself is just like, it's, it's, it's crazy important, not only to uh, your brand, but to uh, your legacy, because mm -hmm. after you do your brand, you still, you're not going to be that person. Um, and so yeah. there's a whole nother thing. It's so much I can tell you, but there's another thing about being on, right? And so mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I don't want to entertain or I don't want to, you know, be this guy, mm -hmm. but I'm forced to be on because I'm around people, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so the closer you are to your authentic self, the less you have to pretend and be on. Mm -hmm. um, 
wow. the second thing I would say mm -hmm. is please just start however you want to start. Mm -hmm. Don't wait till everything's perfect. Don't wait till you have the right equipment. Just start because as you start and you're small, it gives you so much opportunity to uh, get critique and messages back. Mm -hmm. So when YouTube took away the, con the, the comment section, it really hurt me because that was instant uh, feedback on how my content was, people were receiving it. And so mm -hmm. when I, when you get the, the messages from 10 people that say, hey, I don't like that you do this, but I really like this, that helps you hone in on what you do great. And so uh, the fact that you have access to these people via all these different platforms, I'd say is something we can't really lose right now. Mm -hmm. uh, it's this whole petition that's going on talking about saving the internet is at risk for having laws put on it. Uh, there's this thing mm -hmm. happening, uh, you talk about net neutrality. And so the, the potential uh, of like losing free access to the internet is that we would then like if we can upload to the United States, but then if we wanted to upload to the UK, we would have to pay a fee. So every time we mm. upload, we'd have to pay a fee. Uh. And then so the internet would be so all these big wigs be making all this money. So if you don't know anything about um, you know, what's happening with save the internet, you guys should really research that and try to do everything you can to talk to people who are in power, uh, to get them to uh, you know, not let that thing go through in that neutrality. But mm -hmm. another thing I wanted to say real quick, um <laughs> yeah, go uh, ahead. is is uh you know, protecting your genius and realizing that, you know, the difference between someone being a genius is and and not being a genius because that person stuck to their idea and saw it all the way through. You know, mm -hmm. some things that you have in your mind, you're like, man, that's a good idea, but people are gonna laugh at me. I don't have enough money or whatever. But if you stick to that idea and you see it all the way through, people are gonna uh, say that you're smart and you're brilliant, but mainly because of the bravery you had to stick with the idea, not so much that no one else ever thought about it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. And so, yeah, that's what I would say. That's good. It's really good. Um, thank you guys so much for being on the show and uh, just, you know, taking some time out of your day. I know you take your kids going to have dinner soon and everything, but it really does mean a lot that you would say yes and just allow me to have conversation with you and let us just tune in with you. Um, but if people want to follow you, stay in touch with you, support you in any way, I know you guys have many different opportunities for people to do that. Mm -hmm. Would you mind just sharing that with us? Instagram, how married are you? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Mrs. Melanin. Unbelief Mel, but I would just say, how, how married, married are you? you? Is that how married are you? If you look that awesome. on YouTube or Instagram, that's where we are. That's the best Perfect. way to get in touch with us for sure. And okay. I mean, I'm the, the apps. Yeah. <laughs> you deal. And I'll put links to like your your PayPal and your uh, Patreon too, if people want to do that. So oh, wow. thank, you. thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely for sure. Thank you guys so much for your time, and I'll definitely be cheering you on, watching every episode, and just staying a faithful fan. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. You're welcome. Have a good night. You too. You too.